Entrepreneur on Fire 959. Risks of starting a business today are not what they were in the 20th century. You can do this stuff part-time. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's rock star entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you subscribed to the Fire Nation newsletter? Why the heck not? Text EO Fire to 33444 and you'll get gifts, resources, and value bombs galore. Ignite. Looking for a software developer that can take your project to the next level? TopTal connects you with the best developers all over the world. Sign up through toptal.com slash fire and take your project to the next level today. Your branding is the face of your business. Make a great impression with creative professional designs from 99designs. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade free. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Scott Fox. Scott, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, yes. I'm prepared. <laughs> Let's go. Scott has built or devised hundreds of websites that have generated billions of dollars in sales. He is the best-selling author of three books, including Click Millionaires, Work Less, Live More with an Internet Lifestyle Business You Love. And he's the host of ClickMillionaires.com, a forum where you can get coaching on building your own internet lifestyle business. Scott, say what's up to Fire Nation and share what's going on in your world right now. What's up, everybody? Happy to be back. Well, the thing I'm most excited about today, because I know you're going to ask me, I'm excited to be back because the last time we did this, you hadn't even launched the show. <laughs> I was one of your pre-launch guests, right? And that was like a million years ago in internet time. And now you're Mr. Big Time with this big show. I'm episode almost a thousand. So congratulations <laughs> to you. That's the that's what I'm fired up about. <laughs> well, Scott, thank you for that. And that was a really interesting thing to look up on Skype and be like, August 20th, 2012, that was a full month before I launched Entrepreneur on Fire. You were one of my first 40 guests. In fact, you were episode 20. You must have been thinking to yourself, is this episode ever even going to see the light of day? Because sometimes they don't. Yeah, that's true. No, I've done a lot. I do a lot of these and I've done a lot of these, but I could tell you were you were motivated and disciplined. <laughs> you were gonna okay, two kind words, because if you said that I was good, I would have been like, I'm calling BS on that. But <laughs> I was motivated. I was disciplined. And here I am 959 episodes later. And Scott, we are going to do something a little different today because you are a repeat guest number 27, actually. If anybody wants to hear Scott's amazing journey where he talks about his worst moments, his aha moments, the lessons learned, the steps he took to turn it into success, just go to eofire.com, type in Scott Fox or just F-O-X. That will pop right up, episode 20. But today we're going to talk about a few other things that I know is really going to fire up Fire Nation. The first few are what I call the one-minute mindsets. And these are five insights into your mind, Scott. The first one being, ideally, what do the first 80 minutes of your day look like? <laughs> well, this is where I, I'm a lifestyle design guy, right? So here's my first 80 minutes of my day. I'm still asleep. <laughs> 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 I'm a night owl. And I realized, well, we've 
we got into this back in episode 20 and in my books, etc. But I, I'm a night owl and I never quite fit the corporate mold. So I tend to be asleep till at least nine, maybe 10. When other people have been up, you know, kicking ass all morning, I'm, I'm still asleep. So that's my ideal day. And then I get up and I work and I work late. So it's not like I only work two hours a day, right? I, but I'm a night owl. So you'll often find me online at midnight or one in the morning. And that's where I make up the time from in my life. So that's a lifestyle choice that I make in it. And it, for my productivity, that's what works. So let's just picture that you get up at 10 a.m. and you know that for the next 80 minutes until 11.20, you're doing something. What are the things you do in the morning to get going? And again, it can be to not get going. Maybe since you are a lifestyle, you're out surfing, you're drinking some coffee on the balcony, whatever. Yeah, I well, I tend to do email. So a lot of people say that's their best creative time. It's not. I'm a night person, right? So I do the rote stuff first, and I wake up and do my real work tending, tending more in the afternoon or in the evening. So my first 80 minutes is cleaning out my inbox. I get a couple hundred emails a day like we all do, uh, and a lot of those have some follow-up and so on and so forth. So I do the I do the, the rote stuff, you know, check the boxes, the things I didn't get to the previous day, kind of just work-a-day stuff, not the interesting stuff. And I think that's different than the advice you'll get from a lot of gurus. That's why I'm going into the detail because a lot of people recommend getting up early and doing all this creative stuff like you said coffee and all that and that's just not me so I do it I flipped I flipped the script you know by about 12 hours <laughs> well I will say one thing I often find in the morning if I wake up and do email first I'm usually done with my email before I even wake up and so of course <laughs> that's a good thing because I don't want to be doing actual creative things before I wake up but email yeah I can handle that before I yeah. actually wake up and what's cool about this question and I know fire nation starting to get this trend is it's about finding your groove, Fire Nation. It's about finding what works for you. Scott's been incredibly successful because he found what works for him. And Scott, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Well, there's a long list of those. You could ask my wife. But, um, <laughs> um, I, you know, I think my, my strength and my weakness are kind of mirrors of each other. This sounds like one of those interview questions, right? But it's kind of true. I, I can see opportunity anywhere. And I've practiced for years of looking at anything and trying to figure out how to, how to serve other people and to make money from it. And the problem is that then you start to see opportunity everywhere. <laughs> and you can really spread yourself too thinly because, you know, every, you, know, you go to a restaurant and you see something you could fix there, right? Or you, you know, <laughs> take your kids to school and you want to make the lunches different, you know? So all that kind of stuff. So my, my weakness is I get spread too thin because I, I keep seeing things that I could, I could make a difference in. The weapons of mass distraction. Scott, yeah, there you go. they're everywhere, my friends. Yeah, so yeah. let's flip that. You said one of your biggest strengths or maybe your biggest is seeing opportunity What's just a quick example of an opportunity that you've seen recently that you would never act upon, but you just saw it? Well, I was out at a restaurant just yesterday, for example. I'm always looking at to improve things. And I noticed that when you're in a restaurant, the meal may be good, the meal may, may, may be bad, but what really makes a difference is the service. So if you're looking at the world that way, I start wondering, well, what online could we do to make the restaurant experience better, both as a potential restaurant owner, which I'm not, but as a server also. So is there an online community for these people? Are there ratings on the bosses, a Yelp-style site? Are there ways to uh, you know speed things up? Are there ways to make sure that people get what they want and avoid the allergies that they have? All this is data, really, that could be processed with software and could be a business opportunity for somebody who had a background and an interest in that area. And, and that's what I do. And it's why I keep working, even though I don't really need to. I, I enjoy working with people and pulling out of their brains what's good in your head, what kind of experience and interests do you have that you could turn into your own lifestyle business and, and get out of working for the man. That's kind of my focus. <laughs> Something that comes up when you're talking about this stuff is they have house swap where people can just look online and say, oh, I want to go live in or I want to just go to Vegas for the weekend. Let's do a house swap if somebody wants to come to San Diego. 
Now, what about doing like a server swap? Someone's like, oh, I just want to go work for six months in Philadelphia. Let me find someone in Boston that wants to come down here and we can do a swap and that's just a service job swap. <laughs> that's, a, that's a cool idea, right? Exactly. So that's you're like me, right? You start seeing opportunities and that's something a lot of people don't get. One of my favorite quotes, and I'll, I'll mess this up, but it, it, to see around the corner, you have to walk to the end of the road or something like that, right? You can't figure out the whole plan from here. That's why they have maps, right? You got to get out there and dig in and suddenly the opportunities start to blossom and people, so many people are scared to even get started that they don't walk down the road and see what's around the corner. And that's a perfect example. Yes, I, I think in terms of sh uh, shift swapping, like people in the same restaurant, but why not swap restaurants? And while you're at it, why not swap states? That's really cool. <laughs> Serverswap.com. Right? Yeah, I just exactly. picked it up on GoDaddy. I'm yeah, excited. <laughs> so Scott, you have some great habits, but you also have some not so great habits like all of us. But what is one habit specifically you wish you had? I, I guess I would like to stop myself from starting new websites. <laughs> I have, I have um, enough that I can't count them all. Something close, something over 20 little websites. Um, so I justify this by saying it's a portfolio approach, right? Some of them are big and make a bunch of money. A bunch are small and will and we'll die. And in between are most of them kind of muddling along depending on how much attention I give them. So um, a habit that I wish I had was to follow through a little longer uh, as, as opposed to getting hit by, as you called it, those... Um, weapons of mass distraction. <laughs> <laughs> Diversification is great. And one thing I love about how you have a little bit of those small wingers, you just never know which one's going to hit, hit sometimes. I mean, you can have a good feeling, a bad feeling, and sometimes your intuition is just not there and on, on a certain thing and boom, it's off to the race. You're like, whoa, let me double down on this guy now. So mm -hmm. nothing's wrong with that, but I hear you. You know, I, I'm a big also fan of go one inch wide and one mile deep instead of mm -hmm. just a mile wide and an inch deep on a lot of things. But you know, 20 seems pretty reasonable to me. I think you can handle it, Scott. <laughs> well, thanks. thanks. <laughs> but you're right. And it, I, some of these take multiple tries. Also, there's one website I think we might talk about later. It's the, my third version of this, right? So I've been digging, digging, thinking and trying and you get customer reaction and you know, you learn a lot more from any customer than you'll ever learn from some guru trying to sell you something online. So actually putting up websites is the best way to learn because you got real people and if they'll actually give you money for something, that's an important data point. <laughs> <laughs> Let us start digging into that now because I really am a big believer in following the success of successful entrepreneurs and, and really seeing their journey. And again, when you came on back in August of 2012, you shared a killer worst moment. You shared a killer aha moment, both of which, Fire Nation, I highly recommend going back and listening to. Just type Scott in the EO Fire search bar. But you've done some things since then, Scott. You haven't just been resting on your laurels. I mean, you're just one of those guys, again, you're always thinking, opportunities are always abound. Kind of take us through the last couple of years since you and I last talked. How has your business evolved? What are a couple of things that you think our listeners, Fire Nation, could really get out of how you took what you had and brought it to where you are now? That's a big question. So yeah. I usually I usually write whole books in response to that. So I'll try <laughs> I'll try I'll try to narrow that one down. Um, I guess a big shift in my business, and that might be helpful to the the Fire Nation listeners, is is a shift from. Um, 
mass consumer products and more and more towards recurring income and especially business services. I think that's really where the money is, just, you know, the ups and downs of the economy. People try different things that, you know, that are discretionary, but businesses always have a budget. That's the definition of a business almost, right? It has a budget to grow. Otherwise, it isn't a business. Um, and that to me has been a, a kind of a paradigm shift because when you get into the internet, it's easy to think I'll start a blog about gardening or, you know, your hobbies or something and I'll get other consumers interested. But that means that's discretionary spending. And I've moved a lot more since my last book. We op- we have the forum at clickmillionaires.com, which helps other people do that sort of thing. And that's still a big chunk of my business. But more and more, I'm doing other uh, services that are for business people. And that is a recurring source of income uh, that also can largely be automated, which is a nice sort of passive income approach. And I, that's a, something I would recommend anybody that's interested in building internet businesses. Take advantage of the software and it will keep paying you while you're sleeping. So let's really break this down just quickly into what those three things are. That one thing that you were really focused on and then these two things you moved into. What would be a specific example of what you were focused on? And then let's move into two quick examples of these new kind of areas you're moving into. Okay. Um, Well, the mass consumer approach, my last book came out in 2012, right after, right before we talked, actually. Yeah. And it was very successful. Click Millionaires, Work Less, Live More with an Internet Lifestyle Business You Love. I wrote that book. I give the money to charity, as I do with a lot of my ventures. Um, but the idea is to help people realize they don't have to do the nine-to-five thing. Uh, but that's a very broad approach. And it's been it's been good. Um, it didn't hit number one, as I'd hoped. But it's still selling really well, actually, three years later. Um, and it's in six other languages or something. Um, but that's a kind of a broad approach, right? Not really targeting a specific customer profile with a specific need. It's kind of a general need, which is good, but unless you really catch the wave, it's gonna, you're going to kind of muddle along. So that's the clickmillionaires.com forum is still open. It's free for people to read my books. We help people, etc. I'm, I'm a big fan of that still. But now the second part, moving towards business services is more like, okay, I have a specific type of person I want to target. I know what their business need is. I know that they have a budget. What are we going to do to address that specific problem and offer a solution. And that tends to convert a lot better. It's not as big a market, but if you can find the specific niche, people are ready to pay you because they have a specific problem they're trying to solve that will make them more money. And that that's the key. If you can help people make more money, they'll pay you for the, for the help. Um, you want me to get more specific? That was pretty theoretical, I that guess. That was, but let me kind of break it down <laughs> from like my perspective here, but then let's turn it back over to you to get a little specific about one way you've done that. And something that we do talk about quite a bit at EO Fire is the importance of niching down and yes. really just continuing to niche down until you get to an area that you can actually dominate. And a lot of people get scared because they say, well, wait a second, if I niche down that far, there might not be enough people down there for me to actually make a business. And what they've really lacked to understand is that, hey, that's just a starting point. That's where you get your first few raving fans, your first momentum, your first proof of concept. Then you can start to broaden out with their help because now you've found your avatar, that perfect client. They can then help you build by sharing their pain points and then you continuing to create the solutions as you move forward. So how did you, Scott Fox, do that specifically? I agree completely with you. And just to build on that, it's what I was saying earlier. You all of those things, but also that once you get into it, you'll see more than you can see now, mm. and you'll learn, right? That there's more stuff that you couldn't see before you started. So yes. So how did I do that? Well, um, one of my businesses that I run is called RadioGuestList.com, and I know you know this one because you recommend it to your oh, yeah. podcast or Paradise people, right? So this is a business I started myself uh, for my second book because I was podcasting and I couldn't find guests. Why? 
because I had a podcast nobody heard of. Right? <laughs> and, 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 and this is 2008 or so, right? And even podcasting was kind of new then. So it was like, you want me to what? <laughs> so I put up, I figured out, you know, a, a website can do this. It can put up offers from, from um, shows, radio shows and podcasts that want guests. And then the guests can meet each other and, you know, duh, great. And that worked great for years. And that's an example of what I'm talking about. But then we niche down further, and this is to your point, um, we have a spinoff of that site called interviewguestsdirectory.com. Uh, and there, if somebody wants an interview, well, what is it? It's a directory of interview guests. So it's we charge like five bucks a month. It's not a, a multi-billion dollar business, but it covers its costs and it helps people who want to get interviews. And they can post their profile and then radio show producers and DJs and podcasters can find them. You know, pretty straightforward serving of a specific need of experts and authors who want to promote themselves and don't know how to reach radio producers. And that's what the internet is great as connecting people. So let's kind of identify how you came up with this idea in the first place. Was it serving a personal need that you had? Was it serving a need that it just seemed like a lot of your audience was reaching out to you and saying, Scott, like, I just can't do this. Where did mm-hmm. this idea originate from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was both. It was particularly my own need. Um, but then people, it was that idea of put up a minimum vi- viable product, a, a kind of an ugly website. It's still not a pretty website, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's functional, right? It's like Craig, Craigslist, you know, ugly, ugly, but works, right? <laughs> right. Um, so, um, and, and it's the same thing, actually, you know, another even more recent example, because it's hard to mimic something from 2008, and now that it's 2015, uh, productsforreview.com. This is another one I started because I wanted to get more reviews of my books. And same logic, right? There's a lot of people out there, gosh, they must all be looking for reviews of their products, especially entrepreneurs, right? They have a, a one-off product or a new ebook or a piece of software or an app. How do you get reviews without spamming people? Well, so I put up a website. And the website is you come in, you say, I have this product and does anybody want to review it? And on the other side, people can say, I have a blog with this many uh, viewers and, and subscribers and readers. Does anybody want me to review something? And that meeting of minds is a real opportunity that um, um, people just like me, to answer your question, I had a personal need, but I also saw that others needed it, and I put it up, and actually people started posting before I even did any marketing, because they, Google found it and said, this is something, I did the keyword research, right, like the, I have the URL, products for review, if you type in products for review, that's, you're going to get me, <laughs> right, and that serves a need that every small entrepreneur has, which is to get some airtime, either through the radio with the first couple examples I had, or through reviews on Amazon.com or Yelp through the second example. Those are needs I had that were validated by my peers and by customers, and that's what I recommend everybody doing that kind of analysis. The key words that I'm pulling out here that you didn't exactly say, but that you found was starving audience. There was already a starving audience out there. You had that need and you hoped others did too. And by just Mm -hmm. putting out that MVP, boom, the wildfire took took off. And that kind of goes back to our point earlier about it's okay to have like 15, 20 different, even disparate ideas because one of them at some point might catch flame because you did have that right URL and Google's like, huh, a lot of people are typing that in. This URL probably makes sense for that because it's an exact domain match mm-hmm. and you just never really know. And I know that within Podcasters Paradise, something that we do because Reviews are so critical for podcasts. If you want to continue to remain high in the rankings, iTunes is looking back at the last 24 to 48 hours and seeing how many reviews you've gotten compared to the prior 48 hours to see, hey, is this person kind of slowing down on reviews? Is he kind right. of speeding up? Because that's going to help us determine with their algorithm, is that is that an improving or a decreasing show? So they can reflect that on the rankings. And so every Friday, we do a pay it for Friday at 
at Par- Podcasters Paradise Private Facebook group. And mm-hmm. it's insane the hundreds and hundreds of people that are on there just exchanging honest iTunes reviews, listening to each other's shows, giving, providing really honest feedback. You know, it's not always like, oh yeah, here's a five star, here's a five star. It's like, hey, <laughs> right. your audio quality really needs some work. You know, like this mm-hmm. is what you should do. And that is amazing. I mean, those are by far the most popular threads that we ever post every single Friday by far. So, I mean, you hit something right on the head Mm -hmm. and that's kind of why I want to speak to you about this next topic, Scott, and that's your vision for the next six, three, nine months. And the reason why I'm kind of keeping it tight to the chest because I'm a believer and maybe you're different, but we live in a world that changes so quickly. I don't like to think too far out because I don't even know you know, if podcasts, for example, are going to be rolling in two years, I mean, there might be some kind of, you know, one of those transforming things from Star Wars or something where they're just kind of (laughs) jumping up in front of you, Princess Leia style. So what are a couple of things that... I vote for that. Okay. (laughs) See, that's the death of podcasts right there. Right. So what... uh, Holograms, that's the word. So what, Scott, is kind of exciting you in the near future, like just over the horizon? Like, are you seeing anything? Are you steering your ship in any direction? So the challenge, I think, for the next three, six, nine months, like you were talking about, is mobile. That Everybody's got to shift over there. Uh, but like most media, it's fragmenting. It doesn't mean the, the web goes away. It just means you've got to do mobile too. So I think if you focus on mobile for the next year, you've got to be there. But the real key is that you've maintained and built a relationship with an audience that has real needs, and that's really the asset. The website, the mobile connection, the design, all important tools, but it's the asset, the asset that underlies that is the service that the customers need. And if you serve them well, and keep up with the platform changes, I think you'll be ready when the whatever the thing is coming around the corner that we don't see, like the Princess Leia holograms or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> She's waiting for us right now. That's all I can say. And Scott, I really want to break this down because I have a few really legitimate questions to ask you within the lightning round. But before we get there, we're going to take a second to thank our sponsors. If you're wondering how your small business can stand out in today's increasingly competitive marketplace, I've got one word for you, branding. While building a brand may be easier and more affordable than you imagined, it still does require some time and money. So why is it worth the effort? Because it allows you to stand out from all the rest of the businesses out there. When customers have several choices, branding helps them make a decision. Your brand should highlight your unique virtues and let customers know what they can expect from your small business. In a business climate where the internet, social media, and technology create a lot of static, it's crucial to develop a clear brand voice to cut through the noise. Whether you need a logo to launch your brand, a t-shirt to show it off, or a website to bring it online, 99designs is a great place for you to build your brand. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. As entrepreneurs, we know firsthand how tough it can be to handle everything on our own. That's why it's important to utilize the online resources that can connect us with professionals that we need to get the job done. Whether it's a website, a new app for your business, or developing cutting-edge software, TopTal will help you or your team get it done. TopTal offers an entire network of 1,000 developers who are in the top 3%. Everyone in the TopTal network has been rigorously tested by other established developers 
developers so you can rest assured that you'll be connected with a pro. You'll be using the same resource that Airbnb and Zendesk use to help get their projects done and ready to launch on time. TopTal is so confident that they even offer a guarantee for every new hire. If you're not 100% satisfied after up to two weeks of working with a TopTal developer, it's free. What are you waiting for? Sign up through toptal.com slash fire and take your project to the next level today. Scott, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Okay. So way back in the day, before your Stanford days even, what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I was programmed to think that you had to work for a big company and that working for somebody else and getting the corner office and being a corporate executive was the thing. And it is a thing, no doubt about it. But the world has changed. And I think anybody listening to this show is aware, well aware of that. But um, the thing that held me back for a long time was thinking that you know I had to work for someone else and that I wanted the prestige and the power and the income, of course, and the perks of a corporate job. And it turns out, at least for me, I did that. I've done it several times. Corner offices, big money, big staff, all that stuff. Um, For me, I'd rather have my time be my own, where what I want, when I want, go where I want, do what I want, and most importantly, have creative control to do what I want, uh, to not only make money, but to help other people too. And that was what was holding me back. And I encourage everybody to let go of that. What is the best advice you've ever received? Well, I'm a big fan of advice. So that's a long list, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's another book. Yeah, it is another book. Um, I guess the thing that's made the difference for me, and I might have said this in our last encounter together, but um, the extra 10% makes a difference. A lot of people think it's good enough to get an A, you know, like a 94%. That's an A minus in my book. And I, this, I do this with my kids too. You know, you don't want to be a jerk, but go for the 99, go for the 100. And the times when I've really found success has been when I did 110%. Do the extra thing. Just when you think you're tired, that's when everybody else is tired too. <laughs> and you push that extra 10%, make that one more phone call, that one more email, and whatever it is, stay up an hour later. That's what makes the difference, I think. Or for me, it'd be that one more interview. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you're well on your way. <laughs> so Scott, what is a personal habit that you do currently have that you believe contributes to your success? I've worked at, at real senior levels in a lot of different industries. And you know, the thing that, that I don't know if it's helped or not, but it's made me feel better about myself, which I think is important. I'm nice. I try to be nice. I try to be nice to everybody. Um, and I've worked with a lot of people who manage or uh, negotiate through intimidation, uh, especially men, obviously. Um, and they try to talk down to people and push people around. And I just don't work that way. And I, I've left industry. I used to be an investment banker. I was in the entertainment industry. You know, these are <laughs> known for dysfunctional personalities, right? Um, and I've had a lot more success, maybe not financially, but I sleep better at night. I try to be nice to everybody. Uh, And I think I wish everybody did that. And I don't think they do. So I don't know if that's a a plus or a minus, but it's a plus for me. It's a huge plus. And you're very gracious too. And, And one thing that I'm happy to share with Fire Nation is that on my side, we've been struggling with internet today. I mean, our internet's been in and out. Fire Nation, you probably won't be able to notice because my editing guy is going to splice this together like no other. But I mean, Scott, you've been so gracious, kind throughout. I mean, it's frustrating for both of us for sure. But, you know, to me, I'm going to look back on today and say, you know, I did eight interviews and one of those interviews for some reason had incredibly intermittent internet, but Scott was so gracious about it. And that goes a long way. 
Well, thanks. Uh, no problem. We all we're all struggling with different burdens, and a lot of times you can't even see those burdens, right? So, the internet so. airwave burden. Yes. yes. Uh, so, Scott, what's an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Well, I, I don't want to be too self-promotional, but I'm really excited about these couple of new websites. Yeah. I mentioned. I think people, there's a real, any of you out there who are trying to build something, whether it's your own expert authority as an expert, these radioguestlist.com or interviewguestdirectory.com, I made these for you, right? And I'm not getting rich, but the, you know, they're like five bucks to lists, that's the kind of stuff. You can afford this. It's a way to get your name out there. Or if you need your products reviewed or you're a blogger who wants to get stuff to review, productsforreview.com. I'm, I'm one of you and I'm, <laughs> these are little services and this kind of stuff can help you um, and, um, you know, get you from nothing to something. And that's the hardest part, right? Those first 20 episodes, right, John? (laughs) That's the hardest, right? And then you get it rolling. So I'm trying to help other people get the spark uh, to, and there we, I've got the metaphor. I'm the little spark to light the entrepreneur fire. (laughs) Ignite that entrepreneurial spark. And it's just a visualization for me is you just are sweating. Like my first 40 interviews that we were talking about before I even launched, I was pushing this massive boulder up the hill. But it's like, if you can just, you know, do these things like, you know, radioguestless.com, productreview.com, just to get that tiny little bit of momentum, it gets so much easier because then the momentum takes over for itself. And Scott, if you could recommend one book to join Click Millionaires on our show notes page, what would that book be and why? Well, I was thinking about this because your your uh, assistant sent me the show note prep uh, questions, and I think I probably last time I gave you a book which would be a great book, like one of Robert Kiyosaki's book, like Cash Flow Quadrant is one of my favorites. But I thought of something different that I, a book that really influenced me a lot lately. There's a book called, and this is a science fiction book. Okay, it's it's called Demon, D A E M O N, like a software demon by Daniel Suarez. And this is a, I often read science fiction to try to, as you in your example, to think ahead. Where's this Princess Leia hologram? <laughs> Right, but this is not some far out thing. It's a near future uh, story about a video game that essentially comes to life as artificial intelligence. Mm. And I swear to goodness, or to God, we are a podcast. I can curse. Right? Oh, yeah. I swear to God. I swear to God. It. This is almost within the realm of possibility. Not not some of this like space opera stuff that's a thousand years in the future, right? Like Star Wars, right? Or, or a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away but, <laughs> uh, in, that, in that case. But but this is like something seriously you could see happening on the news in like a year. And it's it. I read this stuff and I recommend it to folks that are interested in that kind of thing for getting an idea of how artificial intelligence might arrive on the scene and impact your business and your life. I think it's very interesting. So it's Daniel Suarez, uh, Demon, it's called. Love it. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Scott, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Okay, so yeah, a little science fiction exercise for there me. You huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, you, well, you got to cover the basis, right? If you only got 500 bucks, and I assume I've got an internet connection with that laptop, oh, right? Yeah. Um, I'd go right to Elance or Odesk and start making a little bit of money by freelancing, right? You just got to pay some bills and make sure you can eat. I'd list myself of whatever I was good at and uh, see what I could, what kind of jobs I could pick up. Then I would go out and figure out who I knew, or I guess you're saying I don't know anybody, right? So right. I, I would have to, I'd go on LinkedIn or 
Facebook or uh, you know anywhere I could that find to find people that needed the services I had, and I would work real hard. Like I'd split my time basically freelancing for other people to support myself, and uh, my other chunk of time finding customer needs that I could serve. Um, there's a big chunk of my Click Millionaire's book about lifestyle design, lifestyle business design principles, and there's seven of those in there. And the first one is find a need greater than your own need to make money. And that's that's a fundamental law for me. Is like if you, I know you want to make money, but you got to find something that somebody else wants so that you can make the money, <laughs> right? <laughs> and if that's what I would spend my time on, half supporting myself and half finding something bigger that I could build a, uh, a business around, especially if it had recurring income that you could automate through software, uh, niche research, SEO research, that kind of thing. Find something and then serve a, probably a business need like we talked earlier. Love it, Scott. And I want to end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Oh, okay. Uh, well, clickmillionaires.com. We haven't talked about that site much today, but that's probably the one I'm known best for. Um, it's a big forum and we help people who are interested in these kind of topics that John and I are talking about. And if you're interested in starting a business online or you already have one that isn't doing as well as you'd like, it's a free forum. Um, and uh, as far as I know, it's the only forum on the internet. We actually, I take all the ad revenue and I use half of it to cover the expenses. and I give the other half back to the most active members because they deserve it for their participation, right? So you can actually get paid to learn. And if you want a closer experience, I've got a masterminds forum. You can work more directly with me. But either way, clickmillionaires.com, we'd be happy to help you. And my books are in bookstores and Amazon all over the world. So if that's helpful, I'd be happy to help. Love it. And what's that parting piece of guidance? Oh, sorry, the guidance. Uh, the guidance would be, I guess, uh, to do this. I mean, the risks of starting a business today are not what they were in the 20th century. You can do this stuff part-time, and you don't be too hard on yourself. You know, it doesn't have to be just one thing that you're going to be to death. It can be a couple things, as we've talked about a lot. And you can do it part-time in your spare time and work up to it. You'll know more as you go, but the trick is to get started. And you got to get started or, or nothing's going to happen, right? If you want different results, you got to have take different actions. So time is now to get started and uh, make a change in your life and, and uh, you know, maybe make some money too. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Scott and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Scott in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop right up, both this one and episode 20. That'll be a good little way back machine for you. Go go listen to those back to back. It'll be a blast. <laughs> Nine, 900 episodes ago. That's Seriously, amazing. <laughs> 940 episodes ago. And Scott, I want to thank you again for sharing your journey, your knowledge, your vision for the future, your holograms with Princess Leia with Fire Nation. And for that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Great. Thanks, John. Congratulations on all the progress you've made. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Fire Nation, we're freelancers, entrepreneurs, and self-employed. If you make your money in lump sums or seasonally, like most independents, you'll hit a snag when trying to get a mortgage. Why? Big banks see your uneven income as a risk. Well, there's a new lender in town called Privio, and they've built a business to help you. Privio likes your entrepreneurial streak and gets the way that you make money. Apply online at privio.com slash podcast. You'll have a decision in hours. That's privio.com slash podcast. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Ready to rock your own podcast? 
text podcast course to 33444. That's podcast course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444. And you'll be rocking our free 15-day podcast course in no time flat. Have an inspired day and ignite.